Jenny Hobbs was born in Durban on the day of the Hindenburg disaster in 1937. Despite this unpropitious beginning, she has had a happy and productive life as a journalist turned novelist with diversions into humor along the way. She's written four novels and four works of non-fiction and also is the literary director of the Franz Hook uh, literary Festival? That's it. Franchhoek with two H's. Uh, and Franchhoek is located about an hour's drive outside of Cape Town. Welcome to the Bibliophile. Thank you. How do you do this? How did it start? And, uh, how does one go about setting one of these things up? Okay, it started with an idea by Christopher Hope. The novelist? The novelist, who is a South African who now lives in France. We met and he mentioned the idea and I said, well... How about Franchuk? And that's how it began. With the strong support of local tourism, we're a tourist village. We have a wonderful spread of guest houses and very supportive local community. We also had, in the first festival, a donor who almost came out of the woodwork and offered us enough to get going. And we had six volunteers on a committee. And enough to get going is about 25,000 US. Yes, that's about that. Okay. It's not a lot, but um, the, the voluntary help, and most of, most of us work really hard for months. Voluntary help, the good connections we had with local writers and journalists, and the very great support of the guest houses who gave us donated accommodation. Okay. We just got up and got up and running. Um, Quickly. Quickly, quite quickly. It took about eight months. Altogether, nearly a year, but eight months of solid work. Now, what does that solid work, what what did that entail specifically? Well, it was contacting writers, emails, endless, endless emails. It was arranging venues. It was finding venues. It was all the sort of nitty-gritty stuff. Organising who was going to stay where, organising how to get them here. took a lot of work. We had good connections with publishers and writers. We pride ourselves on being independent in that we are not dictated to by anyone who to ask. And we other try than your to donor, ask, of course. Other than, well, other than occasional requests by the donor. We try to get a good spread of writers from the more experienced to first-time writers across the South African literary spectrum. We generally don't go for the serious academic tones. We go for novelists, biographers. Biographers are very popular. Yeah. And, and just first-time writers. Uh, oral poetry, too. We have a number of poets. And we just got going. We got stuck in, and it worked. The first festival, we didn't know how many people would come. We have four. We had five venues then, three of them very small, two larger. And sold about oh, two-thirds of the tickets, and we were thrilled by that. And then we got very good publicity. Thanks publicity, to sorry, from, uh, from, from Cape Town Media, for example? South African media, just in, in general. general. Yeah, yeah. Okay. we attracted interest, I think, from the beginning. We're the mainly English-speaking uh, festival. And as opposed to Afrikaans. As opposed to the many Afrikaans uh, writers' festivals. Afrikaans community is extremely supportive of its writers, oh, far more so than the English and yet you don't really hear much about... Uh, well, I guess because I'm from an English-speaking country. That's right. One of our criteria now, and we do ask Afrikaans writers, a few Afrikaans writers each time, one of our criteria being 
that they should be translated into English. Mm-hmm. And in that way we can introduce newer Afrikaans writers to an English-speaking public. But you're the only, or the, the only significant writers festival in South Africa. Right? Well, no, I can't say that. There's Time of the Writers in Durban, which is a more, much more structured uh, festival which is attached to the University of KwaZulu-Natal. Okay. Um, and that's a more, it's a really much bigger, more formal festival. Okay. And then there's the Cape Town Book Fair. Yes, which is then more that's of a more a trade fair. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But okay. they do have uh, a number of writer interviews. Okay. I think we work because we're small, um, we're intimate, we're informal, and we encourage audience participation. So we have discussions. We have discussions in the smaller venues, and and the the audience is encouraged to ask questions and and state, you know, really quiz the writers sometimes, and that is good. And they can do that because the intimate setting, and they can probably get a lot more out of... uh, this type of writers' festival than you might at a, a much larger uh, event. Well, I think so. And and something else we've learned, and that is to use chair people who are really very well read and also informal and used to interviewing writers, broadcasters, not really publishers and not really critics. Um, they don't work so well. But the broadcasters who are used mm. to doing writer interviews and and getting the most out of writers works extremely well. So we're learning in the three up to now, the two festivals we've had and the third upcoming, we're learning what works best. And that is to get experienced interviews to do the the events and to keep them informal and mm-hmm. to, keep, to have laughter and um, light moments. And it's not deadly serious. And in fact, we do discourage readings. We don't think readings are very productive, we think discussions are better. So if their readings are quite short, and we don't have long speeches either, we keep things short and mm. snappy and interesting. I guess part of that might involve uh, educating the public or informing the public early uh, on in the game who's coming this year and what books you might want to read so that you can quiz the authors. Absolutely, and, yeah. and we, we get our programs out three months before the event, um, and they are our publicity. And we now have a paid publicist, and from the first year we had a paid publicist, we have a new one this year, and they send out regular press releases, and they contact all the local book people in the country, and the book editors and so on. So uh, publicity is crucial to this. Publicity and local support, and a lot of voluntary effort. And now we're getting bigger, we have to have a few more paid people, but basically it's run on a lot of goodwill and a lot of participation. We try to get across-the-board selection of South African writers. We get new ones, uh, more experienced ones. Focusing in on an advice to people who may be considering doing something like this for their communities. You've talked about a great deal of goodwill, getting like-minded people together, working together. Passionate, Passionate people. What else do you have to do? Well, of course, our other focus is to raise the, the culture of reading, encourage reading in the valley, in our local community, which has suffered terribly from apartheid education. So reading is not a big thing in the local community, in the underprivileged schools. There are children who are come out of school virtually illiterate, 
we, we have got to get our children reading. And so our other focus in this festival is to raise funds to put books into creches and schools and ultimately to, we hope one day, build a new community library that will serve the whole community. We were lucky in that we were donated a children's container book library by Exclusive Books, which is our big book chain in South Africa. And that is attracting a lot of kids where they can read mother tongue books. There are three languages in our valley, predominantly. Afrikaans, English and Isikosa. And so Sorry, and the pronunciation of the last Isikosa. one? Isikosa. Yes. Okay. It's very important for little kids to have books in their mother tongues. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's an excitement for us. We have got books into the community and we're very pleased about that. Mm-hmm. And we think kids are beginning to get excited about reading um, not teenagers, perhaps. No, that's none the of them difficult are. one. Yeah, you know. Well, there's so much competition, mm-hmm. you know. But it's a matter of, of of getting stuck in, of caring about books, of perhaps knowing some writers and getting to know more writers. Um, knowing, knowing that, in other words, there may be some personal connections that you take advantage of. Yes. to get certain writers here. Well, James, uh, one of the other Troika now, which is central to the festival, is a book editor. And so James, he, uh, James, James Woodhouse. Okay. He is an editor who edits a lot of young black writers' work. So he is very much in contact with young and upcoming writers. Okay. Um, he's about to take a job with Penguin, so he will continue to be looking in for touch it. and looking and and knowing about younger writers. And that's that's important to us is to reach the new writers. After the second year, which we were very lucky to have the Commonwealth Writers Prize. Yeah, how did you get now? You, so they actually announced that yes, here. Yes, they did. How on earth did you get that? Well, I'll tell you how we got that. We had two finalists, African finalists. Um, Sean Johnson, who's Cape Town the novelist, was the, the Africa first novelist finalist. And Khabeba Badaroon, who's a poet. Both of them went to the Commonwealth Writers Festival in Jamaica in, in 2007. And they got friendly with the Commonwealth people and they told them about the Franchip Writers Festival. And James Woodhouse got in touch with them, you know, via Sean, via Khabeba, there was a connection. And the Commonwealth people were looking for a festival in South Africa, which they had chosen as their next continent, because they go in different different parts of the Commonwealth. Right. And, um, and after six months of negotiation, um, with our Department of Arts and Culture, we, we, we landed the final and it was <laughs> thrilling because we had six writers, so more than that, nearly, it, I think it was seven writers from different parts of the Commonwealth of mm. Australia. So in other words, that, this sort of connection brought in uh, a good in. chunk of who's yeah. going to participate in that year's uh, festival. That's right, not only yeah. the writers but the judges too, so that was hugely enriching for us. Right. Um, and, and the winner was? And the winner was Lawrence Hill. From Canada. Canada. Yeah. A book of Negroes. Mm-hmm. Um, and what a nice guy. Mm. What a really super chap. That again gave us a bit of standing. So now we're taken really much more seriously. In the beginning, I think publishers were quite dismissive of this little upstart because festival. Because numbers weren't impressive well, or... Before we got going, um, they were virtually saying, well, who are you? I mean, they knew who we were, but they were saying, well, 
I'm not sure if we can support you, we, you know, our margins are very small, we don't have money to spend, etc., etc. Now, publishers are much more supportive. They will fly writers down for us. So one um, of the adva- uh, uh, pieces of advice then is <laughs> to, to land some big prize yeah. that wants to announce their winner at your festival. Well, I think it was after the first festival, even mm. before we got the Commonwealth, suddenly the publishers realized that the public was interested and the readers started flocking here. Now, well, by flocking, what do you mean? Like, What kind of number? Well, in the first year we had about 1,500 mm. people and that's, that's not bad because there's no public transport here. People have to drive here. Uh, in the second year, we got about 2,300. It began to pick up. And it's a three-day festival, are, right? Yes, yeah, a yeah. three-day festival. Those are the sole tickets. And this year, the bookings are heavier than before. And we expect to be pretty well, certainly in the smaller venues, booked out. Great. And it's, it's fun to come here. It's a village where you oh, can it's walk around. It's, well, it's spectacular. The drive it's here. spectacular. The most spectacular uh, scenery it in the world. the most beautiful yeah. valley. It is the most beautiful yeah. valley. It has one. Well, that doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. Yeah. We have about 35 restaurants in the village. And it's coming up too, it's isn't it? It's coming up. The dates are? Yes, 15th to 17th of May. Right. Okay. Um, and we—it's a village. It's a festival where you can walk around. You park your car and you just stroll around. You can go into the bookshops. The three local bookshops, <laughs> uh, two secondhand. One's really um, great fun. Really out of a out of a movie. And we'll take photographs of that. Yeah. And it's a place where you can come and and listen to interesting small groups of writers. I'm speaking with Jenny Hobbs, who is the literary director of the Franz Book Literary Festival. You mentioned the, um, the benefits of having people who work for the festival knowing what's going on in the, in the publishing business as well as being aware of who's up and coming who is up and coming yeah yeah you know it's hard to pick out anybody particularly there's no one that that really blows your uh, blows our socks socks off off. well we hear and I haven't we haven't met her yet Mm. we hear that there's a a Zimbabwean writer called Patina Gappa who is about to be published by Faber and they are extremely excited about her writing she works in Geneva she's a lawyer um, mm. But she is ex-Zimbabwean. We have, of course, a number of really good Zimbabwean writers. Um, Alexandra Fuller is also coming to the festival this year. She lives in Wyoming. Unfortunately, Zimbabweans are very thinly spread around the world. <laughs> yeah, well, they're not. A lot of them have fled. Yeah, they've fled, and, yeah. and and we hope as the years approach to attract more African writers. The, from further north in Africa. Mm. The problem being that most of the high-level African writers live elsewhere. They live in America mm. or the UK. Yeah, they're, they're working at big-name universities. Afford, or, yeah, yeah, we can't afford big airfares. We, uh, we don't have a tame airline <laughs> that will fly people in, so you know, our funding is, is limited to one, at the moment, one overseas writer, unless the publisher flies them in. Mm. And Faber are flying Patina in. Okay. So they must be pretty excited about her. Mm. She sounds great from her, from her emails. Speaking of um, African writers, what percentage of the audience is made up of black people? Far too low a percentage. 
we're trying very hard to attract the community and we have specific community events like the poetry competition, like a spelling bee for kids, like a cabaret that is put on by local young people. We try very hard to attract and we're going to have a nice event in that we are having a at the poetry competition prize yeah. winners event. We are having a Zulu Isi Zulu and Isi Kosa poems read by two people who are involved with collections as well as Afrikaans and English. So that's a quadrilingual event. I mean, it's not... Yeah, you're trying to attract a, a new audience, mm. black and coloured and students. white. We're trying and students. hard to bring students right. in. Right. You're, so you're trying to do that, and you're, and you're also... Part of the way that you're doing that is, is by inviting uh, black and coloured and yes. white and African... Yes. Right uh, across the board. Writers to yeah. your to your and, and so in terms of sort of the percentage, if you want to look at that, but you, you know you've got sort of half and half. So it's ha- it's half white, half sort of well, indigenous. Or um, last year it was about half and half. This year it is unfortunately less sort of up and coming writers. Mm. We have tried very hard to attract certain writers. We tried, we've tried twice to try to get uh, Chimamanda Adichie here, um, but she's never available. She's a Nigerian writer. Have you read no. her books? No. The Purple Hibiscus, Half of a Yellow Sun, very hot Nigerian writer, very good, especially Purple Hibiscus. Mm. We did have two Ghanaian writers, uh, Commonwealth writers last year, which was super. Yeah. Uh, any closing uh, words of advice to the... The uh, Wanna Start a Festival. Wanna Start a Festival <laughs> listener. I'm thinking of the, <laughs> ke- the of the Kevin Costner movie. What was the one about the baseball film? Oh, yeah. If you build, build it, it they and they'll come. come. Right. Yeah. And I think if you just get stuck in and start with a lot of passion, mm. a good donor, and... Um, and as you say, having a... Have good connections... Good connections, and also the f- the fact is that you've got all of these uh, yeah. this accommodation that's yeah. that's there, and that uh, you've got the strong support of the community yeah. of the tourist of the tourist board. Uh, if you have mm. um, a few of those factors, yeah. preferably all of them, um, go for it. Great. Well, congratulations on uh, going for it and, and getting it. Thank you. <laughs> I've been speaking with uh, Jenny Hobbs, who is an author in her own right, a novelist, uh, and also the literary director of the Franz Hook Literary Festival in South Africa. Thank you.